here at ACO Radio, American Communications Online, or any affiliated stations or websites are not responsible for what guests, hosts, or call-ins may say. All programming is intended for informational and entertainment purposes only. Hello, world. Welcome aboard, all you ground troops spinning around smartly on the planet we call home, Gaia, Earth. Mother, and we are excited to share ACO Club, ACO Association, ACO Ascension Church Ohana, and our nonprofit Ascension uh, Cosmos Oracles. <laughs> I just think we had to change the name a thousand times since there's so many companies with the ACO in it in uh, Florida, where we are now. I'm talking to you from the uh, great state of Florida, and I am in the panhandle doing my job to uh, make the world a better place uh, in our world with older people. <laughs> we are your trusted veterans that are meeting today uh, as a nonprofit online. We've been uh, here nine years now, and we're really excited. Uh, we have the Allied Command Organization and uh, the passing of uh, Pastor Dean, uh, Robert O. Dean, if any of those remember him, and uh, Stanton T. Friedman of our UFO Association, and so many people have passed on the other side, but we still have a few uh, walking around in their meat suits, as they say uh, these days. Uh, we are better known as sentient, intelligent beings. And uh, we've asked other people if they would like to participate in our Sunday shows for nine years now. And uh, so we're going to begin today. We've got two gentlemen, Pastor Rick Knight, Richard T. Knight of Valdosta, Georgia, and Pastor Ralph Kennedy Johnston of New Mexico. And uh, they have both been in the Universal Life Ministry for quite a while now, many, many years, and we're going to get started while we're waiting on Pastor Richard. He didn't answer, but it sounds really windy and rainy out there, uh, so we're having some interesting weather. Pastor Ken Johnston, can you hear me now? Um, I hear you loud and clear. How am I coming through? Coming through great, great. Just a good sound check. Now, Pastor Ken Johnston, you have a history to tell of your life, and uh, we are celebrating our ninth year. This is live and recorded, and uh, for this is our ACO Association, our Ascension Church Ohana, which you and your wife have known for years about the articles and bylaws and helped us because we were all signed up as universal lifers. We've got a lot of people that sign up free out there in California, but you live in California, and you studied that situation for a long time and we even though we registered there we've got you registered with your diploma and certification through our church our ascension church ohana group our ascension center organization we have our own federal id and we filed our 501c3 here but could you tell people a little about your history with that group out there because that was really how a lot of people online learned we could have married people and we can have this radio show here that we've had for nine years. Will you tell them a little about your history back then and how you became uh, ACO with us? It led up well, today. I don't know. Do 
do we have an extra week for me to go into detail? Um, <laughs> no. Uh, whenever I got uh, transferred NAS- uh, with NASA and everything out to Vandenberg Air Force Base in California, and, um, well, wow, we've got all the way back to um, when I was first ordained. That goes way back into the history. But anyway, um, I, I got involved with the local uh, in California in the Vandenberg area with the the church churches out there and more of the um we we would get together on uh well we didn't have the kind of telephone connections and things that we have nowadays by by all means but then we would try to get together out at the base uh Vandenberg Air Force Base and that way we could kind of put together water plans and things or this is this that's amazing I hadn't really thought about that uh, TJ but uh, this was back before we even realized that we were in a position of uh, ET contact and what else is going on in this universe. So um, I, I think probably the easiest thing is if people have some questions, I'd love them to, to dial in and ask questions, and you'll, you'll trigger my brain because my brain has been banged around so much lately that um, you, you almost need to push the right button to get me okay. to get into the right. Uh, Pastor Rick Knight was going to be here today. I've got his name up, and he approved yesterday, so I I just don't reach him right now. I don't know what's up. So he was going to help us on Sundays, and he was on yesterday's show to help. Uh, but, yeah, sure, I can go through things with you. And, uh, you know, Robert O'Dean was with the uh, uh, many of the Allied Command and a lot of us in the military. So we're serving from that point, but uh, – at the same time, all of us believe in a higher power, but it's up to you, folks. We're all unconditional love, and we've been doing this nine years now. So, you know, most of us have formed us around uh, like a UFO church or Alien Civilizations Exist Church, if you'll allow, or ACO for Alien Contact Organization, or we have UFO Association, and now we have UAP Associates, but we're very careful who we put together because we all want to love and honor and trust and have morals and issues. But we're working now in cyberspace as a cultural consciousness club or culture consciousness uh, unincorporated association with people all over the world that don't have to pay anything to get into cyberspace. And this isn't a new concept for those of us that are ascension cosmos oracles. Bart Ken at one time found the Universal Life Church in Modesto, California, which I have a certificate of. And a lot of people don't know that we were actually ordained and that Ken actually lived in California. And we're starting our directory all over again for just the people that know Ken and I. And Ken is in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and I'm in Gulf Breeze, Florida. Now, we have a history with NASA, and we're both veterans, and we are going to talk about what got us interested in uh, being that we are following our higher consciousness, and we're also about staying up on cognitive consciousness and how we can keep our brains activated by speaking to each other. And even though a lot of people, because of COVID-19 and 2020, couldn't go to church, that just made us realize that this is important to put 2020 behind us and move forward and keep each other interested. 
And for whatever reasons, I don't see anybody else here right now. Uh, it could be the weather, Ken, uh, that we're supposed to show up. They all showed up yesterday, and they were invited to today, but we'll see what happens today. So, Ken, you may have to do most of the talking today, which is I know you have the gift of gab, so we just need to get you wound up. So, <laughs> so I, let's, I think let's, the key, your, your key word right then was getting me wound up. Because, <laughs> as you well know, when we – you called a few minutes ago and, and to, to wake me up. It's a good thing you did because I had, I had dropped off into Never Never Land almost. But uh, I, I'm, I'm a little excited about the – finally, it, will you try this one for size? I sat down at my little desk here, and I pulled up a couple of little spiral notebooks and opened up one of them, and the first thing it said on there is call TJ. Oh, good. I, I'm serious. I am serious. And uh, it even had the phone number that I used. It's all right here in front of me. So it's, it's, the problem is, is once if you we've been given minds and brains and, and intelligence, hopefully, and uh, using them, and and you can get banged up a little bit. And uh, and I've been through that very recently, as TJ was telling you. We, my wife loves her big horses, and uh, I I put up with the little miniature horses that we have. They're kind of fun. But this big horse, I mean. I was out there with, it wanted me to feed it real fast, and I, I was standing right beside where the, the trough was, and I, I guess I was a little bit in this big horse's, because it's like, oh, I think the, the term is a little over six hands or whatever it was, it swung its head around and just hit me and lifted me off the ground and knocked me on on uh, the dirt, and I, I hit a rock. So that kind of kind of slowed me up for a little bit, but now... And TJ, thank you so much for calling and, and finding out if I was on this planet because <laughs> and, and delusional wherever it was. But I'm, and I, I don't want people to think that I'm really nut cake. But then uh, we've we've all had a few uh, accidents and problems from time to time. And hopefully, actually, this is a great opportunity for me to start getting my, myself back up to speed. And, and I think that's the way we're being expected to do in, in this world in this time period that we're at. So, anyway. Uh, with that in mind, uh, let's rock, let's roll, let's make it happen. I'm I'm ready to, to go from wherever you want to go, TJ. Okay, good. Well, most of us are meeting on Facebook, Ken, and I've noticed you're very good about showing up in our ACO club. We have a little uh, club, ACO club, for open source for our friends with Ken and our ACO club, our Ascension Church, Ohana, our Ascension Cosmos Oracles. We all feel like we have divine guidance. As just depends on in today's scientific way of thinking logically and rational, they're trying to think that we have to separate the big G from the little G's, and that's okay because there's a whole new way of talking, and the children much younger than us that grew up with video games and uh, that know who Ray Kurzweil or Kurzweil, 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 I think with R, with Google, uh, help Google. Yeah, write everything up and helps us here. Uh, and we are owned by uh, a company called iHeart now in in radio that is owning Spreaker that bought Spreaker Vox uh, bought Vox Nest that bought Blog Talk Radio, which I made sure I confirmed with a human, even though I've seen it in writing online. Much of what I do now, Ken, is based on what I see in cyberspace written and in video and audio, so audio-video. So what I'd like to do 
is get you more involved with us again in audio and video. So audio is where we're listening to Ken on Sundays. Show up. Help us figure out if we're going to be able to keep the kids or everybody that's growing up with some respect for their elders. And we are in America. (laughs) So we have uh, a road less traveled maybe for people in the world. But the number one way that – now I'm going to speak just for me – that I grew up believing in God based on going to church on Sundays where you had to sit on a hard pew, I think, to keep you awake and uh, listen to a man preach. But I was raised in the Southern Baptist, not to say that it's good or bad or indifferent. My opinion is that I moved forward, and that is a great association, and our articles and bylaws reflect that. As a model with that, and also I told Ken before uh, this today's show, Civitan International, which is a fellowship group that trained me and had me go to Memphis to learn to be in front of people when they all start talking, how to stay in control. And they all the presidents of the different organizations around the country sort of knew what I was up and laughed at me because it was very hard when you had six or eight people sitting at a table. And you're trying to be trained, and you can't control them because they're all talking at once. So that was part of my training for what we're doing today. But now we're not in person. Most of my family has gone to a sit-down, old-timey, go-to-the-church, brick-and-mortar business, either Unity or either – we got one here called Liberty Church, Ken – And uh, we have Unity Church here, which you and I have been to, and I've been in Hawaii. So, Ken, ours is more about how we can talk to each other online and keep each other abreast of the world, worlds. And yesterday we were talking about the quadrants and the multi, because the kids are very aware of their awareness, and they're also very aware of learning how to go to sleep, dream, and be know that consciousness is dreaming, too. Yeah. Um, so, I think one of, the, one of the things I'd add to that, and it comes from um, ancient <laughs> ancient time training that I had, and that had to do with self-hypnosis and um, being able to to tap into our, our, into our mind or our history or events and things that have happened throughout our life. And... I've had the pleasure of meeting and talking with people that have been in such um, universal. Uh, we're not the only intelligent beings in the universe, let's face it. And uh, the sooner we can move forward and actually be, make direct contact with our, our associates, let's go with that, in other, uni- other parts of the universe, I think the, the more intelligent we'll become and less violent that we still see amongst earthlings. And um, so I'm, I'm I'm thinking that we are probably moving in the right right, right direction. And, TJ, I really appreciate you having the, the patience to put up with even my loss of memory uh, that I'm bringing back in. And so from there, we could we can well, move forward. Uh, you said you went to the doctor, and uh, you don't have to discuss all your doctor things, but friends, your wife of many years, and she knows that we're going through this training with you so we can make sure that uh, 
we all stay on the cutting edge of what we're doing in cyberspace culture. And you both have your social media accounts on Facebook, and that's where most people can find you. But, uh, you know, on Sundays, I'd like people to be able to come and listen about things that you feel are important. And then October 2nd, uh, you'll have to be real still with that phone you have. You have something in your speaker or your uh, what your your speaker. When you move your phone, it makes a okay. real crackling sound. So I apologize. That's I'm, okay. holding that's... It, I'm holding it in my hand. That's probably the problem. And uh, oh, oh, okay. Do you have it on speaker? No. Well, yes, I have it on speaker. Okay, well, that's fine. Yeah, you'll have to keep it very still or get it, uh, set it up in front of you on a, uh, like a, a book stand or on, on your computer stand or something. And if, if you hear a hum in the background because it's quite hot and steamy outside, no, I it's my swamp cooler is blowing some cool air down inside here. Can you hear that? No, hum? we don't hear oh. any of that. It was just you moving around because I think it's an older phone. And, uh, folks, we have to get updated uh, to our phones because it's expense. But I just got me a brand-new one. I'm not talking on it, though. Uh, it seems to be, even though I got a brand-new Galaxy because I like Samsung, is uh, my daughter couldn't hear me. So I don't know if it's because I've got the cover on it, but it's uh, they're not cheap. But uh, you can maybe go to AT&T for 30 months and get a Galaxy or Seniors. I got some special they were running for 30 months. So, uh, But, you know, phones cost, and you do have to have a phone to get to cyberspace these days. But that's all it takes to go to our church we're forming and inviting other people. Uh, and if people don't show up on Sundays, it's very curious because we have Pastor Richard T. Knight and Pastor Gwendolyn Adams. Now, uh, Pastor Ken, uh, they've both been on this show with you a couple of weeks ago, and we'll see how it goes in the future, folks, because we're coming uh, at a good time for Ken. Uh, that's three-year time, Ken. That works out good sort of midday before dinner, is that and before you have to feed the horses, right? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And, and they do take plenty of horses. <laughs> Otherwise, they might knock me down again. Well, let's talk about universally. Uh, maybe some people don't know about your history. Uh, and now everywhere you've been, you apparently went on Sunday to a brick and mortar or a type or on base uh, from the time you were here in Pensacola. But why don't we get reminisce for a little while, and that might help tune up your mind memories because, folks, we all have a – story of origin and I would like you to understand when we're beginning this church all over again today it's going to be a non-profit ascension cosmos oracles profit I mean not for profit because we couldn't get certain names that wouldn't go through in Florida but we'll still call this ascension church ohana as the radio show on Sundays in honor of my daughter and Richard Knight helped us start this and Pastor Ken Johnston and I have been ACO from the beginning, but online we had chaplains, and you and I uh, have metaphysics, and it's sort of a combination of consciousness, metaphysics, and how people today relate online, and they talk like they don't want to go to the 
brick-and-mortar churches, but there's so many of them around the world, and especially in America, and in the old cities up in the hills of Kentucky and Tennessee and Virginia, and there's one on every every road. There were road ruts, Ken, where I lived, and I'm sure you've seen plenty of those little churches. Now, some of them are still in existence and used up in the hills of Kentucky, up above Rosine. I lived up there for 20 years, and there was even a Sasquatch, uh, not a hill, a holler where they had water come out, and they would get water. And I heard this on a Sunday. These people lived up in the hills would go see these. uh, They would sit around at these old coal mine towns, and they'd get in their their, uh, wagons. I mean, I heard this firsthand, but these people are dead now. And they would go to their little church. It was a way of life. And they may have been from the old people that came from uh, Europe and helped form America. And uh, uh, many families played the mandolin and instruments, and they sang, and they used King James Version Bible to preach from. Now, did Do you have any memories of that in past lives, or do you know the history, or you want to share any history, or anything like that before we get started (laughs) long-term? History of King James, or how, did did your parents go to church? Let's start with you there on your story of origin. Did you go to church? You said my my parents involved in church? Did you go to church? Yeah. Okay. Um, yes, my my family. I mean, I'm not to separate uh, our organizations, our, our people. I mean, I was raised in the South, and um, my mother and and that, that part of the families and all were very strong Baptists throughout the whole South. And growing up, naturally, we would go to the to the Baptist church um, for the youth, and then carry on over to the adults. And then our whole day. On, on uh, the Sundays was involved with with church, and then we would, uh, and in course of the pastors we would have, we would, they would, he would schedule, and he and his his wife would schedule uh, who or which family he would go and have uh, dinner with after Sunday church, and so you know that's the way I, I grew up with with that direct contact. So once I reached the age of uh, fourteen, was it twelve? I'm trying to forget. There's a you have to help me on this one, T.J. Lewis. How how old is the the youngest that you can walk down the aisle and accept God to be your 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 guide? And um, uh, well, you know, I was in the Baptist Southern Baptist. Eight years old is when I was first baptized. They expected us to. And once you're baptized, you didn't have to be baptized anymore. But then later on in life, they had the the reborn again, so I was rebaptized, and then I became a Latter Day Saint. So, what about you? Was it eight years old? Are you now in bar mitzvah in the Jewish? Twelve. Yes, it, yes, it was. And and that was that was a in a little town called Hart H A R T Hart Texas. There were five hundred people, counting all the farmers and all around in that area. Um, and you, when you grew up around there, you have to be very careful about what you do and what you say because everybody knows who your, in my case, my stepdad was and uh, and my mother was the beauty operator on their own old beauty shop there. And if you do anything wrong, they actually know your parents going to come and pin you down like, 
Did you say that? <laughs> well, uh, so that was, that was a pretty good upbringing and being able to be a, be involved in, in the country. And I, I grew up as a, as a farmer driving tractors and picking cotton, you name it. Uh, I've been there. It wasn't exactly what planned for my life. And, of course, my life really changed tremendously uh, after that. And then um, uh, the back, the long back history, which I'm sure others will have had some similar problems, not problems, e- events. My my father was a captain in the Army Air Corps in World War II, and um, he lost his life as, as a pilot there. So I grew up with several different stepfathers. So I had a, a, a pretty, some people say a very rough time. I've I've had the opportunity of meeting some of my former and they're no longer alive. You know, when you get older, uh, TJ, you wouldn't know about this because you're still young. Um, in in my case, I'm I'm pushing 80 coming up real soon now. That's amazing. But back in those days, um, we would do our best to to respect the elders, and uh, so that was the way I was raised and. Uh, then now I have the opportunity to hopefully bring experience into the line of uh, people and things. Because right now I'm kind of at a moment here trying to think what is really more important, being able to communicate directly with each other and people. It's going to be very important for those of us. And I'm going to say this. I sound like I'm bouncing all over subjects, but, from the sources of information I have, we are going to see and hear more direct contact with extraterrestrials from throughout the universe. And it's about time that we start realizing that uh, you, we're going to have to change some of our attitudes. At my little desk here, at my little desk uh, in this part of the house, uh, on the window looking out, I have one of these little heads that you can get at the um, toy stores and things like that. It's probably about a foot in diameter. And this thing, this thing talks to me. Oh, I'm sorry. He he just spoke up. So this is alien territory. But uh, it gets in line and keeps you focused in on where where you're going and what's happening. And hopefully we can realize that we are not the only species in this universe and that our creator uh, has some great plans for us in the very near future. And it's starting to happen right now. I don't know if that tells you a little bit about my background. I was a... a, um, I got it to uh, uh, Lieutenant Colonel and as pilot, and um, you name it, I, I've flown it. <laughs> F4 Phantom is the fastest one I've ever flown in. That's a little over twice the speed of sound. So um, we need to stay focused on what's going to be good for hum- humans, uh, us Earthlings, which you just heard from my little ET guy. <laughs> Beware. So um, my intent is to work with TJ and have her keep me focused in on the line of where she's been. And we actually have crossed paths a couple of times in this lifespan that we're, we're doing right now. So TJ, it's, to me, it's an honor and I, I respect you very highly for what you're doing. And I thank you for having the patience enough. Unfortunately, as I said, the accidents I've had where uh, it takes a little trigger, a little trigger thinking and someone to push the right button to get my brain to start functioning in the area you want. And I'll do my best to be of some benefit and help to those that want to call in. And you never know. You, you may just suddenly discover that we've been there before. So um, let's take it one step at a time. I'll do my very best to, 
to um, present what you what you guys need to hear and what you'd like to hear, and actually things that I need to hear. Okay, I'm right back with you, TJ. Back what happened? Did I lose you? Oh no, it may take me a minute because when you're talking, I del- uh, I mute so the sound we have a better recording for YouTube. And for iHeart and Speaker and Stitcher and Spotify and all the places that we out there. But uh, good job. Yeah, I believe that uh, part of our history here uh, that we started with the Smithsonian Ace Folk Life and all the people that do audio video and uh, our specific purpose on Sundays is to meet and talk. And, folks, uh, it was really UFOs, NASA, that brought Ken and I together, I was in, uh, we can talk a little bit about our history of NASA and church, but I always went to church, and Ken always went to church, and it was just a normal thing to do in the South, so it's a little hard to get out of that habit, but as you get older, and then uh, COVID-2020 really helped, uh, and people go to church, so... <laughs> So, you know, it's an honor to come back and at least talk to Ken again on Sundays, you know, and uh, his wife, Fran, is very spiritual-minded, and uh, they both follow divine providence with their own higher purpose and their source, and I feel very comfortable with Pastor Ken and also other people that go direct and talk to their higher power, their God, their source, and, uh, you know, with Ken and I, uh, we're sort of double connected through the veterans affairs and how he and I in 69 uh, I was living in NASA Houston Clear Lake area and I think you were in South Houston Pasadena and I was in South Houston Pasadena but uh, you remember where you lived in 69 when man walked on the moon because my husband called me up there to hear about bogeys or UFO people we knew they existed then and so I'm part of the disclosure, and so are you, Ken. We've been part of disclosure. People just aren't tuning into us because, for whatever reason, they haven't put us into the entertainment industry in Hollywood. We haven't signed up with Prometheus Entertainment and History Channel and Discovery Channel. So we're going to have to just sign up right here with our group, iHeart and Vox Nest and, you know, BTR. And uh, do our part here. You know, we have our little office in the sky with God, and I feel like God knows who we are, and we're doing God's work. But Um, I also feel like we started knowing of his people that come and go in the universe, in the multiverses. And a lot of us know that part of the higher source or the critical mass mind or cognitive intelligence because consciousness is subjective and objective, objective and subjective. It needs a subject to prove that science and philosophy exists and all that. The churches came from the people that knew there was higher sources. And back in the day, they really could talk to God that would come and visit the planet, our other planets, other universes, other multiverses. And uh, we say the universe, multiverse, metaverse, universe, omniverse, alphaverse, and omegaverse, seven levels of the seven heavens. Now, uh, I can talk this stuff all day, but Ken and I, uh, being in a 3D, going to the 5D is what they say because they jump over time and space 
in the fourth dimension, but it's just another way of speaking a language. But philosophically, Ken, you and I cross paths in the Clear Lake. And uh, it it was when I first got there, sixty six. We moved there in Houston in 65. I lived on uh, 1313 Heights Boulevard, Houston, Texas. Went to James. Uh, first, I went to Hamilton Junior High and moved to James Madison High School out in a brand-new part of the southwest part of Houston before I married my husband in uh, 67 when I met Sonny and Cher in 67. I was a Houston spinnerette, but then we moved out to League City while my first we moved to Pasadena and uh, the South Houston area. Now you in '69 you were living there, weren't you? Uh, as a matter of fact, I'm making a little notes here. We were in that subdivision um, of south of, of Houston called Beverly Hills. Would you believe? And yeah. that, that's that's where we lived. Oh wow! I lived for like I guess seven years or more than that, in which um, I spent the whole time working originally with um, Grumman Aerospace Corporation that built the, the lunar modules. And I was one of the, since I was a pilot from the Marine Corps, I was one of the civilian astronauts that uh, tested the lunar modules in, in the vacuum chambers and helped to train the regular NASA astronauts so that when they, they took the, uh, the craft and went all the way to the moon and back, that it was natural. Now, like Buzz Aldrin, I, I dealt with him an awful lot, Neil Armstrong. By the way, Neil Armstrong is now checked out on us. He's no longer with us. Very recently, and um, that I'm sure was right in the very same area that you were in. Now, see, I went into the Marine. Gosh, yeah, I hadn't thought about that in a while. But back in the Marine Corps, I guess it was 1960. <laughs> that's, that's ancient history for most of the people to be listening to this. They'll say, "Wow, these folks are old." But you know, relatively speaking, I think I'm still about as young as I I need to be, and we'll. We'll see if we can't spark and, and turn and get my brain functioning really enough as far as uh, the religion is concerned. Raised up in a little, I think a little town called Hart, H-A-R-T, 250 people. And that's where I, I stepped forward and accepted God as, as my Savior and, and Jesus and became a, uh, we had a youth group there, I forgot what the Baptist church did. But in that little town of Hart, there were two churches. Well, the Baptist church was the one that ran the little town, and I've forgotten exactly what the other one was. But we we would have the the pastor would he would pick a different family to go and have dinner with after church on Sundays, and uh, so in in those days we were <laughs> we had to be very careful about what we said and where where we went because there was someone. Always there, this watching would certainly turn right around and, and call the minister. Did you know what Ken was doing? He was <laughs> so um, we, we tried not to get ourselves into too, too much trouble and, and try to lead a, a good life. And I think in, the, in reality, when we go back over, and, and it's been a real pleasure, TJ, with you to sit down and go back over some of the things that you've done and I've done and, and we've crossed paths. It's, it's amazing that um, we're talking about history and uh, well, it's important for us to remember and to get down the archives and that's what I promised to do a long time ago uh, with my husband in Kentucky years ago 
and ACL. Uh, you faded out of And working at a newspaper there. And then we went to the local churches, you know, uh, with his sisters. And I went with Les Johnson to a non-denominational in Hartford, Kentucky. And then he provided services for my husband. And he uh, was a friend of ours in that family. They were all preachers. And my husband was yep. well, you, you, you phase You're phasing out occasionally back and forth. So I'm starting to lose you. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, I've got my TVs off, but I've signed up to do the show. I'm using my old phone. Yes, me and you need new phones, but I don't want to get my new phone until I go check it out. Uh, they won't turn on till the 8th, so that's, excuse me, folks, Tuesday. So we'll have a better line uh, for me on Tuesday with AT&T Prime. But who are you with on your phone? But you don't yeah, if you don't move it around, but who are you with there? Your carrier. I have no clue. That's something that Fran takes care of for me. So I'm I'm with a cell phone, a little cell phone that I'm carrying in one hand and trying not to bang it against things and, and make it pop in people's ears. So like yeah. right now I'm holding it about three inches away from my mouth. Well, then, uh, I apologize for fading out. It's because Mediacom is cable, and I get my Internet through them. And the way that AT&T, the gentleman that sold me my new Galaxy Samsung phone, said, ma'am, you'll be better off live streaming direct. So this is something new, Ken, that a lot of people our age may not know or understand because we understand browsers, Google, we understand Microsoft and how to use our computers and our phones. But there's so much technology now in our reality that it's easy for the kids to pick up, but they don't care as long as their parents are paying for the phones. I'm sure a lot of people (laughs) out there know what I'm talking about. Give me my computer. Let me play my games. But a lot of our people that I talk to out there on the Internet, uh, or they tell me, their kids don't want to go to work in school, so they're having to make them. I had to make my grandson at 21 years old. He had been with me since he was 17 in and out of trouble. But his mother passed, you know, my daughter, which you know, Gigi, you remember ACO, and you went through that with me in 2017 when you and I met at the University of Southern Alabama. Right. And you and I were talking about doing this, what we're doing today more often, and it's taken us a couple of years to get it going again. But, uh, you know, here uh, I use the tools I'm given but my daughter was much better at it. But uh, unfortunately, a lot of people in this area weren't allowed uh, when it came to phones. And when I drove a big truck coast to coast and pulled for Microsoft and U.S. Treasury and went on base because I had a clearance, a lot of people, wherever I went, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't buy a new phone or get coverage. So AT&T was the oldest, had the oldest towers, and that's history now, folks. But in our church, back in the day, you couldn't do what we're doing here as easy as we can now, and we're still having trouble 
and we'd like everybody to be able to get online around the world. So we're all working on that in a church sort of way. But Ken, um, you don't know your carrier, so do you have cable TV or is it come in on the satellite? Do you know that part? It comes in by satellite. Pretty sure of that. We don't have an antenna up. We don't have an antenna up on top of the house. We have it that way. That's that's ancient. Okay. Well, folks, we may talk highbrow with our spirit and our conscious to a lot of people that want to come on and talk when they feel the divine calling to do so with me uh, as our Ascension Cosmos Oracles. But Ken and I have an interesting background in the Southern Baptist or in Southern, and so we went to church on Sundays, and then we had chaplains in the military. And then I went on Sundays through boot camp. Ken, when you were over here at Pensacola, where did you go to boot camp? Did you go to military Pensacola or where? Because I was a – go ahead. No. I went to um, uh, Memphis, Tennessee, and uh, then went in, on in over in for the officer pilot training there in, in Pensacola. So. Um, oh, I went to Memphis. Millington, uh, uh, NAS, I was assigned there uh, firsthand, and then again, they threw me back over to Corman. It was really con- confusing for me. They jumped me from a Corman to a NAS air traffic controller to a NIS, IS investigative services to security manager. I never knew who or what I was going to be. <laughs> so what were you when you went to Memphis? What was that? Uh, Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, that was yeah. the aviation uh, electronics communications uh, training for a couple of years, so that all of the electrical equipment I was, I um, uh, I was enlisted and active in the Marine Corps at the time. But as as a, uh, well, I don't know what the right term is. I was not a, a, an officer at the time that I went through the, the the flight training, and then I went out to El Toro out by. Um, Santa Maria, California. That's where I lived, and um, so that's that's where that went. And then when I, while I got picked up by um, officer pilot training, while I was enlisted, and I went on off, went back to uh, the south, back to Pensacola, and then went into flight training at that point. So uh, I went both as enlisted. Oh, that that's another history story to talk about there. How come I wound up going enlisted when my dad was a captain in the army? Air Corps during World War II. That's when he lost his life in there. But um, so with me getting into uh, officer pilot training was was another step back up to be more like my dad. That's that's what I wanted to be. And then while I lived in a little town called Hart, Texas, I was uh, my I was the third child of the of the family, and I'm the only one left. But uh, Jimmy James Charles Johnston was 17 months older than me, and he lost his life on a school hayride when he had illegal aliens coming up from below the border, and they out drunk, and they ran into the tractor and turned the tractor on him when they were out doing a a, a hayride for the for the yeah. youth in high school. So, oh my! And as soon as I had the opportunity to be like my dad, um, I had a good friend. Gosh, they're all gone now. That's something else. Jack Lancaster. He had joined the Oklahoma Military Academy in Claremore. And so I wanted to, to become like my dad and wear a uniform the whole bit. So my mother agreed since 
my oldest brother, A.R., had, had moved back to Oklahoma and to go to Oklahoma University, and that just left her with me since Jimmy died. And so she allowed me to, to sign up and go to the Oklahoma Military Academy, which doesn't exist anymore. Um, that's that's kind of how I, I wound up getting away from the little town of, you know, 500 people or 250 people is what it was, excuse me, um, out in the country and raised on the farm. So I, I have the experience of being a country boy and a farmer and uh, working and plowing, you name it, I've done it, and then on off into um, pilot training and flying. And when, when we were in the little town of Hart, we had a, uh, uh, I'm trying to think what time during the year, but it would be a big uh, countrywide event where all the people would get together and we'd have uh, dunk tables, you know, where someone would set out on a on a board and people would throw baseballs to hit the little trip and they'd drop them into a, a barrel full of, not a barrel, but I should say a, a, a big water tank so that we would get dropped in the water. It was so much fun that we, we just hoped that they would hit the lever and drop us in the water because it was too hot. So those are kind of the things that I grew up with uh, and that is as a country boy. And then when I, I left and went off to uh, uh, military school, then I started learning I wanted to be just like my dad and uh, own up, and I became a pilot. And from there, then I, while I was at with um, uh, working with the Grumman Corporation on spacecraft, no, I got the opportunity to uh, check out and go to Houston, where my brother A.R. was. He was with NASA and, and the government, but when I went there, I went to go to work with the Grumman Aerospace Corporation to go for the lunar module, and that allowed me to uh, use my pilot training to help develop the uh, pilot's uh, procedures for the lunar modules on how to communicate back and forth between the Earth and the moon and themselves. So that kind of was a real short little um, the, the experiences that I've had, and now uh, oh, I didn't bring you up to the point on it. While I was at Hart, and we had the the um, oh, what would we call those back then? When we we go to church every single day for a week or more, when we'd have a, a pastor come in, because we we had we had churches, we had the churches, but we didn't have full time ministers. So then, when we would um, we'd have the ministers, we would have a, a week long uh, event where we'd always go to church every single day. So uh, I've I've gone up and down and and through the through the histories and been involved with my beliefs and, and religion and that's one of the things that I'm looking forward to right now, TJ, is how far does the religion, your belief in the existence of deity, have to do with your experience with extraterrestrials and other universes? As my book, God created the heavens and the earth. And that we have, if we get our stuff together, the right to be um, connected with extraterrestrials in other parts of the universe that were created by by our Creator. So that kind of gives you a little bit of a background about how I wound up where I am now, talking on into a little handheld phone. <laughs> <laughs> a cell phone. 
it's and, amazing, and, isn't it? And we watch Star Trek yes. too, people. Well, let me tell you about your history with the horses. And I, I knew y'all had little horses because your wife showed them as the president of a club and as out there showing them and going to events. And you used to uh, send me pictures, and, and you were real proud of her and her ribbons and stuff. But let me tell you, when I was there in Houston, and my uh, I had to go feed the horses in West Monroe, Louisiana. Okay, we had uh, Countess and Poco. Poco was half of uh, the neighbor's mule got to our, which was really funny, uh, got to our uh, quarter horse and made a half-half. So we yeah. had Poco, and I remember I was too young to understand. It was like 10 maybe. They wouldn't tell us how all of a sudden we had a separate something. And it was very com- complex for a girl because we weren't told about sex in the 50s. If you remember, 1950s, you lived them. So folks, even living on the farm, we had uh, we lived in a brick home in West Monroe on, in the same neighborhood that Tommy Lee Nichols and Johnny Nichols went to school with me all those years. They're, Troy Nichols, they owned the water company. And Gary Downs, which lived next door to me, his father was a preacher. Barry, Gary, Dennis Downs, uh, they were preachers, and they'd go to another little city preach. But I'd have to go feed the horses. But we still wound up going to church on Sunday. But I was driving a truck at the age of 10, 11, 10, 11, because I had to learn how to go out, unlock the gate, and go feed the horses in the old truck. And we had a king snake in there that I was scared to death of, but you know, it would. They told me it was okay because of the feed and stuff, but I didn't like it. I didn't. Sometimes I'd see it in the corner, but I was supposed to respect the king snake, and it would respect me when I fed the horses. So I do have that. Then when we moved from West Monroe to Houston to have a bigger city life. You know, my mom got a job at Geospace Corporation, and uh, that was good. And my uh, father stayed in Monroe, and mother and him divorced at mother's choice to raise us bigger, better life. So she married her boss at Olin Matheson Corporation that was the head accountant, and he got a job at Rice Food Markets. And somehow... When they moved and asked us if we wanted to move from 1313 Heights Boulevard, which is that big, beautiful home, it was three-story across from the library, and it's torn down now. But that was our address. I looked it up on the maps here a couple, two or three years ago when I had nothing to do. And uh, even Houston and Newton Schwartz, the attorney I worked for, uh, managing his uh, diamond duplexes in League City, uh, in 1970, he said, no, uh, that's torn down. But he remembered when I lived on Heights Boulevard because it had to come across on my paperwork, right, my resume. But uh, that back then, they didn't do like Homeland Security does now, but they did ask you to fill out a white piece of paper, folks. But I just wanted you to know, Ken, that I did have a quarter horse, and I my big plan as a child was not to have any children because I was the oldest of six kids. Three boys and three girls and a boy and a twin, and the oldest child was to get out from under kids. So I wasn't going to have no kids, okay? No children. 
that didn't work out. I have four daughters that one's passed now, but uh, that's how I ended up in Gulf Breeze. But just to let you know, we went to Trinity Baptist Church, and I saw the that that uh, in West Monroe, uh, Mr., uh, our pastor Taylor, his son hanged himself. But people thought because it was during that time with the uh, riots and stuff of uh, the black people, it was real hush hush because. Uh, the pastor, and they didn't believe he'd really hang himself, and I had to deal with that at 10 years, 8, 9, or 10. But moving right yeah. along to Houston, uh, we moved, and when we went there, Mama, we had a church right in our front yard to go to church. Now, uh, at 1313 Heights Boulevard, Houston, Texas, the, the library, I got to go over and read books all the time. In Houston, in Monroe, Louisiana, right West Monroe, when Mama was leaving daddy she moved us in a big white house right across from the library she did the same thing in houston so mama was a book addict she loved books she was a writer educator her mother uh worked at the olin madison but her mother was a school teacher in salem missouri and taught indians at school and in our family we had a lot of the indian writing back in the day, and they inherited all that, and I don't even know where all that is. I guess my sister Brenda Thomas in Texas over in uh, Buddha, right outside of Austin, has it. Her and her husband, her husband was a forensic scientist and worked, and he was on TV a lot there in Austin, Texas, uh, being forensic. Uh, some on movies are on TV a lot, you know, in investigations. But Ken, after I left uh, and we moved to Houston, I went to James Madison High School and the astronauts' uh, kids' daddy, and that's how I met my husband, Grumman, uh, Don L. Parrish, that worked for Grumman. Now, he, they were working there, 65, 66, and so by 67, I filled out all my paperwork uh, NASA paperwork, and so did my husband, and it was a five-year check. So let's see, 67, 8, 9, 71, 2. By 1972, he brought home all my paperwork again, and I had to fill it out by 1972. And let's see, Stephanie was born August 13th. Let's see, okay, I had Angela Dawn Parrish, 68, Lauren Michelle Parrish, 70, Stephanie Esther, no, Stephanie was born August 13th, 1971, and then I had Ginger Teresa Fay Parish, 1974. So that's recorded here, Ken, for our story of origin today for my children's right. sake and for the Ascension Church Ohana because we're separate now from the Latter-day Saints folks, LDS, from the Unity Church. Now, Ken and I have talked about maybe doing a Unity thing, and they asked me to here, but so did that Edgar Casey group, and so did MUFON. So I've got so many offers for me and Ken to work together for all these other groups, but Ken and I are going to have uh, time to just show up maybe once for the UFO show and once here on Sundays, and we're older. We're 70, 76, but... Uh, <laughs> As long as we got a phone, if we, and if we can get Ken to him, Fran and him to inspire to get him maybe an upgraded phone, that might help a little bit. But I did want you to know, Ken, that I'm gonna. It's made a world of difference. They're fancier, they're faster. Uh, they'll show you how to use it. But if you've got a Prime with AT and T, that's where I went. And because I'm a senior citizen, they gave me one on time for a dollar. And wow. uh, 
Yeah, how, I might. How old do we have to be to be considered a senior? <laughs> 65. In this, oh, okay. They haven't changed it. But now listen, some of these, uh, like I'm with AARP. I don't know if you are, AAA, too, for my car. I had to be 55. Well, so, I've, got you beat. I've got you beat by about somewhere between five and ten years. But my wife, she's young enough and smart enough and deals with the, 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 the yeah, with the phones and um, tries to keep me keep me active on it. So and thanks to now I've got the two of you guys ganging up on me. So I'm gonna have to get pretty busy here, aren't I? So well, I'm a seventy this year. Can you write that down? TJ is seventy in 2021. Write okay, that one down. Moment. One moment, please. <laughs> okay, I'm born the day after Christmas. Really. Yeah, oh, twelve twenty-six, and uh, I can. I used to could had no accent in the military, but when I was in and out of Oklahoma, I had an Oklahoma accent like Rita McIntyre with them <laughs> long R's. And when I lived in Texas, I had a Texas accent. And but now, uh, twenty years living in Beaver Dam in Hartford, Kentucky, with husband. Uh, in 95 to 2015 is 20 years. So, yeah, I lived in, uh, you know, up there, all around there. And I learned to talk to get in and fit in, and it worked because at first people were sort of mean to me there because I was an outsider. I had no accent. I was prior military. Not that they're anti-military. It's just not too many people from there, which was strange, I guess, because it's up in the hills of, you know, uh, it's between – anyways, it's like a, the, the foothills of the Appalachians or something. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Blue yeah. Hills. Yeah, they don't trust you. <laughs> no, and they were real close to Mammoth Cave, and so that's where they would party or go up there and uh, ride rides outside of Mammoth Cave and talk about Sasquatch and Bigfoot stories in Kentucky a lot. So that's how I learned, but I saw two of them, Ken. I ain't crazy, but so since I was writing for the newspaper, that's us. It was the stories that got me with the Smithsonian and doing music, you know, for bluegrass. Uh, I was bluegrass International Bluegrass Music Association (IBMA) and CMA Country Music Association. Let's see, I was CMA IBMA. Seemed like I was always having to join something because some one of those recruiters would come along and put the papers in front of me, and you tell me to give a hundred dollars, and I did. But uh, I helped Campbell Mercer, doc. He was a doctor for horses and stuff, and I became friends with him, and got my first certificate with the Bill Monroe Foundation Association certificates. So I'm a gold, uh, what they call a plank owner. Now, I didn't buy one of them bricks in Rosine, but I helped with the magazine and promote all that. For, and then Grandpa had moved from, he lived there and moved to Vegas out there close to where you are and back again And because uh, we wrote for the newspaper. And believe it or not, Ken, I'd travel as a truck driver living in Kentucky. My husband and I worked for the government which you know, and you did too. But when I was up there, I drove a truck from 95, well, 2000, let's see, 1994. I came in from Hawaii on a special assignment to meet him. I guess it was him. They never told me. The government said 
the men in black came to meet me in Hawaii and asked me to move back to the mainland from Hawaii. So that's yep. how I wound up in Kentucky. But it's a long trip because he lived in Kentucky, but he also had a home with his wife in right there outside of Texarkana where you picked up Brett and Ken. And then he was assigned at Fort Polk where I had been with Bob Hope in 67, again. Boy, that was a busy year, that 66, 67 in Houston. But I make it a full circle for you, Ken, so you'll know. I went all the way up there, but I, all those years – I was working for the government 50 years in total on paper, I believe, before they told me they was retiring me. <laughs> well, did they give you a retirement income? That's important. Well, they did. Uh, they told me uh, it's like a pension, but, you know, they never did find my money because when they brought me in, I don't think, I should have them look it up. There's a girl from the Department of Justice that has been talking to me, and uh, now when I was in Hawaii, they sent a CIA agent lady. Uh, see, the one woman I worked for, her daddy worked in the CIA over at Hawaii. And since I had gone in 87, May 10th, 1987, to the uh, CIA people, uh, they didn't call them that. They called them Office of Personnel Management through Delta or American. I think it was Delta. You go to the desk and some other person, you tell them you're with OPM at the uh, at the airports, and then they'd slip people. Some person would come from the back and come up to the airlines, you know, back in the day. I, I'm sure Homeland Security has it totally secure now, different. But back in the day, they swapped people. You know, this is, what, 40 years ago? Well, so, that's part of the problem. Part of the problem I ran into is that the, you'd be assigned to a particular project, and you'd be with that particular company, and then once that was nearly finished, they'd drop you out, and um, you wouldn't you – know, it was awfully hard to get in enough time that you could get any retirement. I would have like 10 or, or 12 years with one company and, and five years with another company. and then, So the whole thing was uh, for me to get a retirement and be able to – have a little bit more relaxed life. It, it, and I'm, I wasn't alone because I think this was happening to so many of us, particularly in with the whole beginning of the whole NASA program. Well, I don't think they have mine correct. I think they owe me a lot more money, and I don't think anybody would ever admit it because they – here's the deal. When you sign paperwork up when you're a teenager, it doesn't make sense anyway. But <laughs> they told me it would be 10 years before they'd ever give me a real assignment that they were going to watch me. And I thought, well, that was smart, right? So uh, it's smart with NASA. And I didn't know NASA was started by the CIA. Did you? No, I did not. I didn't. I checked it out on the paperwork on Google, and something showed me, and then the National Archives. But it was the intelligence community which was started. And uh, why do I sound so country? Lord of mercy. <laughs> <laughs> do I sound I really what, y'all, what, y'all, what y'all talking about right now anyway? I don't understand. I don't understand what is – okay. Me, 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 where's my radio voice? <laughs> but, you, you know, today is okay. We're going to get this origin down because it's important because we're moving into what's called disclosure. 
And I told you I wanted to talk to you today because Sunday is when we started. It's our ninth anniversary. We've got history, folks, in several languages, I guess, by now because there's other countries, India and uh, Pakistan and uh, Norway, Norwegian people, and uh, other countries have worked with me for years uh, back in the day when I wrote in Canada for UFO Digest, and so there's all kind of blogs and stuff. I've talked about UFOlogy Church and Ascension Age and how, what all this was about, and we lived through it. So in a way, you could say I've been doing this my entire life, but now here's the rub. Did the government, when they hired me as a teenager, Ken, when yeah. you know they the extraterrestrials called me into NASA and I had a clearance, Chris Kraft approved mine and my husband's. Chris Kraft, the man that was running it at the time, and I don't just go research this. This stuff is in me, Ken. You know what I'm saying? This is what I live, so I don't have to ask nobody. But right. this was way before Homeland Security ever existed, and I remember that big rub too because a lot of our intelligence agencies at the time didn't want Homeland Security. So we had a big rip in the intelligence community that I apparently was a part of, whether I was in uniform, out of uniform, working for a company on a contract, didn't know who I was, what I was doing. But somebody would come across, FBI, CIA, NIS, DEA, Department of Homeland Security didn't exist, right? But all these other intelligence communities did. So I'm like you. You were working like TRW, Grumman, uh, Northrop or whatever, flying all these planes and then training all these, you know, things and then this equipment for the, in, the astronauts, and I was meeting them. But they called me, and I'm going to say the extraterrestrials because apparently the people that were in charge – don't they don't even see me come and go half the time and that's one thing I learned from the intelligence agency. Yeah, they taught me how to come and go. Uh and I learned that in, in uh Sam Houston on the river when I met uh Angie Dickinson because I wanted to be like her. So people I think it was the ETs or the men in black or the government or all of them working together that trained me all these years. Now, did you I think, the, the, go ahead. The term D, DRN, Brown and Root Northrop, that was a combination of Oh, I remember of Brown and Root, sure, especially in Fort Hood. They were the right. big contractor there. But you got to go one more step, not just Brown and Root, Brown and Root Northrop. They got all three of them, and that's where I was walking. But the way that it was set up, I believe, is that uh, they would take everybody that had a specialty and uh, education or whatever they need, They'd put us together on whatever one of the companies that was going to be doing that part of the, the government's project. And, uh, then we would wind up, as soon as we got that finished, they would dump us all off. And if we didn't have a, a contract with another comp- company in there, we were totally at loss and had to start all over again. And that's why I, I wound up with, uh, well, actually, retirement at all until I went to work for uh, Grumman uh, in, up in Seattle was a flight instructor and if I hadn't hung on for long enough I wouldn't I'd be sitting around here with no social security and no income I'm, that was very common that happened to four K of us so it sounded to me like you kind of got a touchstone some of that yourself yeah because my husband was able to uh he went from NASA 
to uh, his daddy with Grumman, lost his job, and so he moved up to Birmingham. So I had to go to college, according to the government. They uh, sent people from Chicago office. Uh, some man that Dr. Richard Allen Miller knows, uh, Schweikert or some, I call him the smoking man. He's the one that recruited me and Tom. I was out riding horses with uh, Joan Robinson Hill because her daddy liked me from Louisiana and because uh, we were into horses together. And me and her rode horses in Houston together. So uh, we were about horses then. But somehow all that got all mixed up with the government and Yvonne McCutcheon's in the spinnerets, Houston spinnerets. So I don't know how all that went, but now she was a government contractor and brought up Brown and Root too. Then uh, I don't Northrop uh, seemed like there was another name before that, but there was uh, back in the yeah, day there was and uh, my family was Grumman TRW. NASA, of course, my husband, I remember the engineers liked me and my husband because directly related to NASA, not having to be a contractor like his daddy. But his daddy moved from NASA, I guess when you did, on Grumman, because Don L. Parrish and uh, the engineers couldn't be astronauts or something because they wanted pilots, right? But you're a pilot. So uh, there was a rub there, but my husband didn't want to be an astronaut, but his my kids act like he was because he's got certificates and his pictures in NASA and down here in Carl Gables where he worked with NASA on the wall. So they all love NASA. You know, they're NASA brats. So you know, uh, the you've kids all, my, uh, you know, they enjoy my, their my library, right? You've been inside my library looking at all the things on the walls. <laughs> you were just describing them. Go ahead, oh, I'm really? Sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're just different certificates for different events, even things you were involved in. Yeah, it's 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 all history now. Oh. Well, those, remember, they'd give us those little flags that went up, or they'd give us those uh, Apollo patches. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I know. Yeah. You ought you, to see my, my flights, uh, my jacket <laughs> with all those patches all over it. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at uh, the pictures on the wall in here, me in, this, in my the spacesuit with my different patches. Um, there, so yeah, but you know, we're we're we're. I think we're moving into a newer branch of um, the U.S. Secret Space Force. Now that's always been around; it just wasn't official. So somehow, somebody got Trump to make it, even though the military was involved, the military-industrial complex with yep. the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines. But it's as far as I know. Now, NASA is still a separate entity, but I haven't done any research to legally know anymore what they do or how they do it, other than they well, – as far as, go ahead. Yeah, NASA is, of course, a, a, an independent government deal, but they're also uh, undercover uh, involved in the, the secret space program. So yeah, there's so much going on, and having been out of it, for so many years, I know you may have a similar policy. It's hard for us to be able to get in contact with people because they're all gone. <laughs> and they're all dead. <laughs> that's what I mean by gone. Well, yep. Yep. Edgar Mitchell was our point of contact, but uh, he started Noetic Sciences, and then that uh, IRS agent 
down here, uh, what was his name in Florida? He was on my radio show a couple of times. What was his name? Do you remember? He was with uh, Edgar no. Mitchell, or at least he said he was. I couldn't prove it. And so we, uh, just, we just lost another one of our old astronauts here in the past week or two. Uh, and Buzz Aldrin's still with us, to the best of my knowledge. Buzz um, I, Aldrin, yeah, yeah. Now, he got his picture made, I think, with Trump, didn't he? I know, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that. I don't know if he did with Nixon or not, or or Carter, yeah. or uh, I don't know, but uh, I know I didn't. But now I did work for the president's direct under hip pocket orders. That was when I moved from Hawaii in '94. But see, Homeland Security doesn't know about how they used to do business. Now uh, yeah. the Pentagon always thought the Pentagon was sort of in charge, but it seemed like that Office of Personnel Management, OPM, had a lot more power. So I don't know because OPM's still out there. Now, OPM, uh, let's see. Now, when I did security checks, we did uh, the local, right? You do your local, and you you can have your people bring that in. Now, this is back in the day, folks, 60s, 70s, 80s, because it was the Vietnam War. But you bring in your local. You go get your paper from your local sheriff, local, if you had a local office. Like, I, mine's Gulf Breeze. I'd go over and let them print out. I don't have anything on file. Or if I did, give them a rap sheet. And then uh, you take that in to get your interagency INTNAC report, national agency check. And then after your INTNAC, you would have, uh, if you had to, you'd get signed, like to come in a basic, uh, I used to could say them all. Uh, Then it would, you'd have a basic confidential. And then if you're clear, back in the day, right, we had a swap. I don't know if you remember, Ken, from the 60s to the 80s, we swapped, and they lost or said something burned or something in Balboa or something out there. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Do you remember NAS, uh, they had my files at Millington, Dallas, NAS, right. or NAS Dallas, and they had them in Corpus, Corpus Christi, because I was in Texas, and then they moved them to Balboa Hospital, and then Balboa Hospital lost them up in California to China Lake or something like that, China Lake. Something like that. And we, we lost um, uh, just about all the information we need from a, a huge fire. And, what was uh, the fire thing that they said they lost my files? What was that? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember. I'm sorry. Or is that just something when they can't find something? The file clerk says, oh, "Oh, it must have been lost in the fire. (laughs) Now, I've learned that some of these people in OPM and Men in Black or National Agency Check or DEA or DIA or uh, government people 40 or 50 years ago would just snatch it. It was hard copy. We didn't have computer files. So they can snatch your file and you'd be gone. And I had some of those that uh, I was working, and they said I would have no file. And they would not recognize me. And they took me in the basement. They took me in what they called the goat locker, or they took me under the basement at the hospital in Great Lakes and would tell me this stuff. They didn't say it uh, not to tell anybody. This is just what happened to me. So right. I was just a dumb kid. You wouldn't, you, wouldn't get to see any, you wouldn't get to see anything in writing. They'd tell you about it, and if, if you, yeah, I'm with you. 
Well, they, you know, this is important now because we're about disclosure, but these kids are all yelling disclosure, but I could go look up anything I wanted on the CIA and FBI files online. I don't know why they couldn't. Why are they having trouble understanding that UFOs are real and it's all documented? That's what I don't understand when it's hard copy and it's open source. They don't have to send out a freedom of information, all that, that they did, you know, for years. Now it may be different. Uh, It seemed like something changed during that year of 2020. I can't quite put my finger on it, but it looks different in the Internet. I don't know. How much – how much more information do you think is going to be coming out to the public? And then the biggest problem is how many of us are still alive that can knit the two event things uh, together? Well, see, people like Buzz Aldrin may be under a gag order, but a lot of them had 25-year my husband said some even had a 50-year. I don't know. I never heard of anything because they never told me I was under a gag order or yeah. not to tell nothing or no, I never closed. signed anything. But yeah. the the money I think I'm owed is I told them when I came back from Hawaii, I was active duty GS uh, and I was in a uniform on the weekend as a reservist. Right. And they had me go to Fort Hood via Oklahoma City for whatever reason. I guess, oh, they wanted me to do truck driving. But they sent me to Oklahoma City. Then they sent me to Fort Hood. Then they sent me back to Oklahoma City. No, they sent me to Tulsa to truck driving school. <laughs> yeah. And and they put me in a publishing company to learn publishing and the man with the publishing, he said, I don't, because he would, people would try to talk to me cryptic about the men in black. So even the secretary said some men in black came and told me, don't look for a job. You're not going to get one. They've got a project for you to do. That's why they brought you in from the mainland. I'm yeah. like, oh, wow. Okay. Because she was just like working for Geo or Brown and Root or some company like that I was applying for, Right. right. In Oklahoma. So there was different groups controlling different intelligence communities. So it's sort of like you bundle communications now. Even though you and I were on the old gumshoe in-person B-knock or man on the street or gumshoe, they they even had us – you know, be actors or dress different ways or learn different things to find out information. And, you know, I just thought I was being a loyal American, you know, made in the USA, loyal to the country. And then working after NASA and seeing and knowing what I knew about the ETs, I just took it for granted because people at Grumman would say, well, we're not supposed to talk about it. So we'd go to those MUFON meetings, right, That uh, at NASA. Or somebody's house. Did you ever go to a MUFON meeting? As a matter of fact, I had one at my house. In Ber- what? Beverly, yeah, between Houston, between Houston and NASA, J- JFC. Uh, yeah, we we had a little get together at, at our house. So, uh, it's we we've, we've crossed paths in your your experiences and me and mine. Um, th- what's really getting exciting, and I'm getting excited about, is is the fact that this is all seems to be coming to a head, and uh, what I'm really looking forward to is 
is getting the truth out there because we're at a point now where it's it's, it's such a um, well it's a balloon is getting so big it's about to explode and when that explodes people have been lying to the people and the governments are going to have to uh, confess but they, I think they part of it is they waited for those that were uh, as old like as older. Yeah, yeah. Getting past the time. Well, they don't know what went on. Here's what's funny. The people that's being asked have no clue what's going on. They weren't there. They didn't experience it. They weren't involved. They weren't a government contract. They weren't in the military-industrial complex. They weren't a politician. They weren't in government employee, you know, and it was a totally different reality, really, folks. So. You can't blame them saying they're lying, cheating, and stealing, which your politicians are probably doing because they take money on the backside, which everybody <laughs> knows on the Internet, including Mitch McConnell. And so, you know, Mitch McConnell takes all that money on the backside and then wonders why people paint his house up. But, you know, uh, to, say out of, to say in the good light, everybody I knew liked Mitch McConnell. So it's sort of a – strange world that has happened in 2020 i don't understand it anymore because you know when you know people in human form in everyday 3d world why are people being so upset about stuff that's always been going on so these lobbying groups and even trump said that i'm not for trump or biden i'm independent and i don't want to take sides ever especially in church right but you know, there's a lot of churches talk religion, but they also talk politics. Have you ever noticed that? I noticed no. that in the LDS church when they were reflecting people to the Republican and Party. Especially, especially if you're as, as deeply involved in the Southern Baptists that I was. Uh, yeah, I, I, mean, <laughs> I don't remember any Southern Baptist politics, but I was a child because I was uh, became an LDS May twelfth seventy two in Houston. So what did you learn about the Southern? Did they ever talk or tell you to vote a certain way? Oh, yeah. Of course. They did. Of course. They, would have, they wouldn't advertise it. I mean, at church, uh, this in, in our, the meet, uh, what in the world do we call those? Uh, we had different age groups of of church before you go to the, the main hour-long uh, gosh, I'm having a hard time rattling out Not my brain. Not prayer meeting, but you're talking Southern Baptist. So you're talking yeah. they had a meeting for the deacons or something? Yep. 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 Oh, you went. My daddy went to that, in the, I remember, but we weren't invited. And then we'd go to Sunday school. Yeah, well, what year were you born, if I may ask? Uh, 1226, the day after Christmas which was really tough on a kid because you got no presents. You may have one extra under the tree the next morning. Uh, So it sucked. The day after Christmas, folks. So I got to see a Christmas tree. I know know I have to be older than you. I was born in 1972. Well, you're almost 10 years older. I was born – I'll be 70. I was born in – Almost 52, five days short of 52. So this year, I'm 70. Well, think about it. I'm 7-0 this year. That's why I told you to write it down. Okay, uh, I'm going to write it right now. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, write down the day after Christmas, 12-26-51. 
I'm your pastor, Teresa J. Morris Ministries in Gulf Breeze, Florida. I have a license to prove it, although I don't make any money. I don't know why I have to have a license, but there ain't no money coming in. But I have to go register it as a senior. No, folks, I don't have income, and I don't have $1,500 coming in as donations because I don't ever ask for them. So there is no money coming in. So, Yeah, well, you get excused of that, don't we? Well, if you're on radio, I guess I'm supposed to get advertising, but I have to figure that out. And I'm uh, finally on VoxNest, they sent me a code that said I could earn money. So I did that a couple of days ago. So I guess I'm going to try to learn. I'm a developer easy on GoDaddy or with WordPress or when you're just doing five page, you know, like put your uh, home page and, you know, your uh, blog, contact us and your gallery or maybe a shopping cart, something easy. Yeah, I follow cPanel, which I thought was out of Houston. But I have all the, you know, wheel, what do they call them, the wheels and the bang and the bong, HTML. I don't do C++, but I could learn it. I don't, my brain's good, Python. But, uh Nowadays, we don't have to do as much work as we used to, and, you know, I'm signed up on GitHub, but I'm wondering why, because, you know, unless you want to develop at a level, I'm trying to learn some of the easy Google stuff and Microsoft stuff right now. I don't mind learning from them, you know, but uh, anyway, I'll do what i got to do to keep us on air, uh, pushing buttons in the studio. But uh, other than that, I guess I can write us a blog. I'll put up pictures. And uh, now, uh, Ken, we were going to run a, a a deal with you and me starting a veteran directory, if you want to, for our church, nonprofit veterans. But since we're not, not doing any fundraisers, it's no good. Unless you want to do one on your birthday, October 2nd. And how old? So if you were born 42, so next year you will be 80. So this is your 79th. <laughs> yep, this is the special one coming up. You're right. Wait, are you going to be 80 and 21? Or t- I thought you said 42. I was born in 1942, October the 2nd, 1942. So tw- okay. uh, this is year 21. So October you're going to be 79 this year, Correct. right? Right. Then. 80 is the big 80. Okay. Now, now we can plan ahead for that one. 32. That means, that means I have to stick around a little bit longer, doesn't it? So we'll, we'll plan for that. Okay. That's what we said to keep you awake and aware because the uh, government and in uh, biological, in our cognitive science, our uh, neuroscience and biotech, we were going to extend our telomeres at the end of our little, you know, things in bi- biology. I always liked science and biology. I'm, I'm sort of a nerd, but uh, <laughs> I don't talk it. I sound like Travis on that. Uh, he was from Alabama. I guess I lived in Alabama long enough in Birmingham, and you went to school there. But now that I'm back here between Mobile and Pensacola, I'm picking up that southern. I got to close the door here. That's okay. What are they? What are they barking at? They want in? Uh, Probably because Fran got up and then they wanted to get fed. (laughs) Oh, they know to bark to get food. Something like that. Well, you know, humans and animals, we are biologicals, and we probably should have talked highbrow more today instead of our own stuff. But at least today. 
you'll know a little more, more about me, and you can go back and listen. I'll know a little bit about you and how we got horses and dogs. My dog's usually barking. And, folks, we're just humans, and I'm glad that we're being human today and discussing our origin stories. Our ninth year anniversary of being together in the ACO, and if people say it's in your mind because it's open source, unincorporated association of people that Ken and I have put together in social media, Facebook, Pinterest, Twitter, LinkedIn, uh, now Instagram. i got to get him and me on there. But, Ken, uh, that Cliff Dunning was part of our group, and I sent you today some of that Cliff Dunning stuff when Cliff was in something with us, Cliff Dunning. Remember him? I sent you the name, yes. Exactly, but to, yeah, I'll, I'll look forward to the information and get it to trigger my brain. I don't remember. Uh, I think he was at one of our ACO event manager list, but we've lost all our our files because uh, nobody was keeping them, you know, except Janet in Google in uh, her her computer. She was the database lady for the Ascension yeah. Center uh, from the time we started a long time ago. But you and I and her are no longer going to do share the same nonprofit. She has her soul. Now, Tom over here in Florida asked me to cease and desist on his people, free people of the cosmos, even though I was on his show. He does good. Tom was uh, had a clearance, top secret clearance, nuclear on the submarines. But uh, now I made that official today, folks, on my anniversary because Tom and I are good friends and we like each other and all that. But uh, we have mutual friends that some of us get along and some of us don't. Same thing me and you had with Janet, Tommy, Hodgeblood, yeah. and Richard Smith and his group. So what's happened, folks, there's all this big upheaval, upheaval in all the different groups that I used to have everybody together. Like we had uh, CUFO, Center of UFO Studies, with uh, J. Allen Hynek. And J. Allen Hynek asked me to keep this going no matter what, and uh, he caught me up in the air in a safe place on a plane to talk to me. And then Edwards Air Force Base, I remember going there, and uh, where else? He met me. I think he was the one that was giving me my clearance and took me out on the tarp uh, that I already had a Q clearance, and they were working on higher than that because he was visit. He he was in plain clothes and uh, had a hat on. But uh, I I'm trying to place what all I was doing with him because I was at Lowry Air Force Base, and it was right before he died. The year Ken they brought me in active duty again. They came and got me after I went to South Africa, and I went to Europe. I was European theater. I checked into the embassy in South Africa, and I checked into the embassy in London. And then uh, I was just doing what I was told. And then uh, I checked into Chicago office, and I took another intelligence test in Chicago. But uh, Richard Allen Miller says I worked for Swikert, the same one his wife wrote about, or he wrote about, uh, out of the same office for 45 years. So maybe right. you did too. Maybe you and I both are ET UFO disclosure through him. Could be, could be. Do you have a, 
any direct contact with uh, Andrew Bishago. And no. Now, Andy and I and you talked about him being a producer uh, for his group because I was in Pegasus social media group with him from right. years and years ago. And I was on the government Air Force undercover project for time travel with your consciousness through the code name Project Pegasus, but also Stargate, because yeah. they had different groups through Stanford Institute, right, on in California. And his yeah. dad, according to Andrew, uh, was working on a government contract. Now, that's per what Andrew Bashago told me personally that is now right. recorded here online. But Andrew thought I wanted to, with Janet and me and him, uh, I don't know what Andrew thought, but he's highly intelligent. He speaks well, great. Biggest problem right now is that, um, and I know good well. I, I met I him. Well. You know that. He's asked, you were, he's you and me vision. were with him. Yeah, you remember? Vision? Oh, yeah, I do. I do. Very In well. 2017, Andrew, yeah. me, and you met together with Janet. At, right. uh, on the back porch of Lewis Reinhardt's house. So, yeah, absolutely. Dr. Sasha Lesson was there for the Ace Folk Life or Ascension Center Education or an anthropologist, right? Right, so, right, right. Now, the reason we had him, because when I worked for the government on our five-man teams, we always had to have an archaeologist or something like the anthropologist and the same thing when in Kentucky, when I started doing radio, and I was in and out with uh, Scott Huckabee and Joel. I don't remember Joel's last name, but he and his mama owned a bunch of stuff in Owensboro. Osborne? Joel Osborne? No. Well, yeah, I think it was Osborne. Joel Osborne. Anyway, he owned the movie. I'm mean, not the movie house. He owned the uh, music uh, recording studio where I did a lot of paid a lot of money, sunlight recording. I'd like to have all the money I spent if he kept up with it. Uh, yeah. God, I spent tons of money there. There and in Nashville, and uh, we were recording, you know, a lot of songs, songwriting, and I was there two or three times a week with, uh, oh, what was his name? He was on some of my re- CDs. Uh starts with a B. I don't remember his name now. But anyway, Joel married a girl he saw her on the front of my magazine, or was she on one of my flyers out at Roswell? He wound up marrying that little girl. He pointed, who is that? He'd like to meet her. And his daddy ran a little recording studio out of the back of his car. <laughs> I can't remember her name either. Anyway, oh, well. what were we talking about? I'm talking about I I was I was trying to uh, lend a little bit more on, on Andrew Bichardo and how he they, they mess with his uh, vision to where he was basically he's he got some back but not not very much so I mean I, and I I run into him we'll have to get into those stories about where we've crossed paths both present Earth time or elsewhere oh, he, oh well he was working on Project Pegasus with me. Yes, uh, I was working with him, but every time I'd get around him, he he would he he uh, got scared because I had memories, and they say that's normal in the uh, conscious cognitive. He'd run off from me because I had memories, and I guess he didn't want to remember them at the time. <laughs> so Good one of the well. girls, Carla, I think was her name, 
asked me if I could help him, and so I was going to try to, but I think he felt like I was, see, I'm 5'11", 230 pounds, with you as my sidekick, and you and I were powerful people in the government, and I don't know if he felt like we were too government, or we were talking about William Tompkins at the time, but uh, he liked us each separately, but not together with Janet. And I don't know how Janet fit into all that because he said in front of me that he was writing a book and she said she was writing a book. And then Robert O'Dean was doing the event and you and Janet were there. I wasn't. I don't think Andrew went. Some of the people that were there that we, we thought we could trust and stuff have wound up the ones that have been um, taking off on their own and getting against the others and trying to shoot down those of us that have documented proof and evidence of, of what we were experienced in and doing. And the same thing with, with Andy is that um, I, I'm, I'm going to keep my mouth shut about blaming different people. We're not going to do that. But, uh, well, it's uh, because we have government. It's like it's them against us, that, uh, people in the UFO business uh, that aren't educated think about – now, I don't mean in, in ignorant, <laughs> stupid. I mean – educated about people that have actually had government positions and how GS, wage grade, uh, enlisted officer, uh, you know, how the intelligence community works, uh, you know, uh, S2 or uh, NIS, they don't understand except what they see on TV because they're not involved. Now, the politicians have no clue. Because, first of all, they never studied it, don't want to. That's the military-industrial complex, unless they've worn a uniform and swore an oath to defend our country from both foreign and domestic enemies, right? So we are a close-knit family of people that have dedicated our lives to defending our country. And we know our colors don't run, red, white, and blue. And the government... And politics and religion all come close together, but in the past history of our country, we tried to keep them on separate tracks for kids that are listening, but they don't even use DVDs anymore. So I can't even say what I learned in the, you know, DVD business, you know, with Bill Gates or whoever that guy was, uh, Elon, not Elon Musk, what's that other guy, the guy that died, uh, I don't remember his name, Stephen Gates. I say Bill Gates. What was that other guy? The guy that died. Helping us with Apple. Uh, the Apple yeah. dude with Wachowski. What was his name? He died. I, I, I wrote about I'm, him in my books. Yeah. I forgot his I'm name. Right. He I'm started right. Apple. <laughs> That's the problem with aging. We have too much too much data in our libraries and <laughs> our brain and start hard to anyway. the right book and get the information. Yeah, so anyway, the old guys uh, that have died. Now, the, what I was going to say is I'm, I don't, I've got to learn to communicate all over again, Ken, because just when I think I've got a handle on what's going on, it changes so quickly that the kids, the, you know, I'm trying to keep up with five years ago with Ray Kurzweil and what's his name, uh, Lear, uh Stephen Greer and Lear, uh, was it John Lear? He was that dude with Bob Lazar when uh, 
I worked naval intelligence, and I had that NIS, same paperwork that Bob Lazar had, right? So yes. he wouldn't talk. And me and my husband thought, oh, thank God. Oh, you faded away. You got away from the mic or something because I lost you. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I'll, I'll get that new phone working, I promise. Uh, it's either the coming through Mediacom, and I got to change to AT&T. Uh, live streaming. I, I remember I told you I'm trying to broadcast from my home. And uh, anyway, I apologize. I've had that problem all nine years. But I'm on cable. And see, in Kentucky, I was on satellite. In Florida, I'm on Mediacom, but they broadcast cable, their Internet, and my IPC code shows back over in Houston. But now that I'm going live stream, I'll have better security because it'll right. change all the time is what they're yeah. telling me on 5G. Yeah, we need to uh, get ourselves one of these little uh, lapel button things that, uh, you know, that are supposed to be secret, and we push the button, and uh, everybody else can, can hear us, and we're broadcasting all over you know, the, the secret button. So maybe if we had that, we, could, we wouldn't have the problem uh, worrying about the, the, the right communications cable or or satellite connection or what have you. So, well, my neighbor, my neighbor is a little gay boy. He's like 21 running his own cleaning business, uh, wow. Gulf Coast Cleaning, and he can hear me on Bluetooth. And everybody knows he's gay, so he don't mind me saying that on radio. <laughs> he wants to get famous doing music nope. and wants to move to California and be famous. I told him well, my daughter Angela was in a, a movie, you know, but it wasn't just I was in the right place at the right time, uh, yeah. you know, because I was flown in to read for, uh, oh, Ron Howard and, and Brian Gray, uh, Ron Howard's attorney. It was a woman or one of his attorneys there at uh, Entertainment. What was it called? Anyway, somewhere over there in California, I had an office there and I went to Bob Hoke's yeah. office and they called me over. I had a publicist that came in from. They supplied me with for Beverly Hills. Now, this was the Beverly Hills, not in Houston, but the real Beverly Hills. And Bob Hope had his old office down there. And since I'd worked with him before, they let me see it. I wanted to know if I wanted to buy it. And I was like, not just no, but you know what? But it was it smelled musty and old carpet and wood and everything. And that was in 93 or 94. But I did get an office down in L.A. Mart for a while. It was very expensive. But with Andrew Bashago to let you know, we can do Andy, but Andy's got to be willing. And I saw him, uh, he finally got over his accident in his eyes, but had. uh, I can only keep up through you because I don't talk to Janet, and Janet and him broke ties. So a lot of people over the politics in our groups in the UFO business all broke ties because the government played into that. And so did the politics between the uh, Democrat and the Republican Party, which is why it's like that in America, is to have – we need more than a two-party system. We need the third-party independent to stand up and take hold three and divide it 33 and a third because this two-party is not working. That's only my opinion, folks. Don't know that three would work any better. <laughs> but, you know, to tell you the truth, I saw too many of my friends that were nice people – their claws and their fangs came out, and yeah. 
man, you talk about mean people over politics. Jesus problem, Christ. And correct me if I'm wrong, the problem is that those those uh, organizations, the political organizations of the ancient past that we had, are not the same as what we have today. I mean, they may have the same name, but they are not the same kind of people. I mean, we're... <laughs> well, that's what they don't like about the white men running the government. They think it's all white people. I beg to differ. Now, my I guess my great-uncle Strom Thurmond, uh, I shouldn't even say it on radio, especially on a Sunday in church because he's on the other side, but he talked to me personally, and he asked me personally what I knew about UFOs through me for a loop. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Right. Late 70s. He was doing ancestry work, and the government, when I went to that polygraph test, they and they didn't tell me I couldn't say it. They sent me 20,000 letters, well, 20, saying I was not hired by the CIA, so I know I'm not CIA, (laughs) because I got enough letters to say I did not pass my two-day polygraph. No, it didn't say that. It just said, we're going to send you letters, so you'll know you don't work for the CIA. I said, okay already. How many times do y'all have to? It was only on the, uh, I think I did pass it, by the way. I had two, a polygraph, and the second day was cause of uh, one question because I got so, my blood pressure went so high because I was at a party with this girl, Candy Staten, because I sung backup. And back then, Alabama, the band Alabama was uh, the Confederate Railroad, and they babysitted when uh, my husband and them were on the stage, and I was a singer, and they would shoot pool with my daughters at the Morris house, believe it or not. And then I wind up marrying a Morris. That is so strange, the way it's all put together, whoever's writing the script. But for you and me, Ken, uh, if you want Andy to come along on what we're doing, we'll have to do it on Saturday probably, a UFO day. Our, now, remember... He and I may not, it doesn't matter if he wants my story, but he never heard it. He just knows I was a psychic, and I was a friend of Janet's, and I was prior military. And back then, they, he didn't trust anybody in the government. He was going for entertainment uh, and learning about his own, uh, how he thought of how his mind worked. With uh, he was learning how to what we would say time travel in our own mind, extraterrestrial, teleport, ESP, whatever you want to call it. But we haven't learned a language to talk yet to each other. And you know, we we go in our dreams, but we know from the great philosophers on the planet that when we dream, it is another form of consciousness. So we are still conscious, but those of us that have uh, time teleportation understanding our higher levels of intellect are considered geniuses to some groups, Mensa, whatever, is the fact that we know things, and we may act dumb as a rock, but there we know things. I saw a guy that looked like he had some type of physical disparament talking to Ray Kurzweil and that other guy, what was his name, at uh, Google Talks five years ago. They let some people ask questions. What was his name? Great philosopher. Goes around and tells the same story of objective and subjective over and over again. That's his no. story. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Anyway, 
uh, Ken, all Andrew has to do, Andy, folks, Andy Bashago, I know, here's, uh, Andy told me himself, it's like Dr. Shivago. All you people out there that are mispronouncing it, Andy is Andrew Shivago, but it's like, it's Andrew Bashago, okay? Right. Andrew Bashago, per his, and I've, I've got a, I'm 5'11", 230 pounds. He met me in human form in 2017 at USA, University of Southern Alabama in uh, Mobile. And Ken Johnston and I were, were uh, the meeting of the minutes. Now, he didn't come in for the meeting. Remember, he stayed outside. No, I Ken. don't remember that. No, I don't remember that. Sorry. He would not participate with you and me and our company, ACO Association Military, because of our government affiliation. Oh, okay. No, it doesn't ring a bell. I'm sorry. That's, that's well, understandable Janet, right now. Janet and her husband came in. Carla with her Swedenborg, or the other okay. girl, that did. The guy with the parrot in entertainment that uh, brought Andy to Pensacola, uh, Mobile, the guy with the parrot, entertainment guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. See, the thing is, is, it wasn't a big deal to me, and I just sort of dropped and it out of my We didn't care if Andy didn't come in, but I'm telling you, he saw the tattoo of the Pegasus on my leg. He saw yes. my tattoo. Now, see, in the government, that. they told me we don't get tattoos, but it was a time change, and... I did that intelligently in the government when they gave me, sent me to weapon training in Hawaii, no, in uh, Japan, and I wanted Pegasus because of uh, the time travel we were doing on the planes and how I had to get my mind wrapped around space travel and uh, how we were going to deal with it with these computers when the extraterrestrials I was meeting with I guess they were extraterrestrials. Uh, some of them were tall in Navy uniforms coming out of D.C., you know, standing when I was sitting on the steps on a break. Right. Uh, tall and white. They were white men in Navy uniforms. And then the white men in Navy uniforms came and got me after I came in from checking in to the CIA office or the U.S. Embassy. I think they're separate according to uh, what I was told. The U.S. embassies don't because when I worked for the Navy in Hawaii, we worked on the U.S. embassies around the world, and uh, I was in a new uh, program for women uh, working, and we had to handle all the embassies out of Hawaii. That's when I was with NAVFAC PAC INCHCOM, Naval Facility Pacific Engineering Command, an engineer like yourself, right? Or, no, you're a pilot. But no, no. Andy was involved somehow with Janet, Sasha, and Laurie Eisenhower, and Alfred Bush, uh, Lambermont Weber. And I had to intermediate. Uh, I was a moderator between Janet, Alfred Lambermont Weber, and and Andrew Bashago on the telephone between Canada, Hawaii, and I don't even know where Andrew was. I think I asked him, and he was back in Washington. So I was 
uh, having to help people, you know, intermediary. You know what I'm saying? They Alfred yeah. asked me to, and so I did between Andy and Janet and him. Now, he's become that's, very that's, famous. That's just gotten worse, by the way. Why? Well, we'll get offline and talk about it. It's politics, isn't it? It's really politics. Yep, 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 yep. Let's just be bottom line, folks. This has messed up all our people, the way they think, their cognitive consciousness intelligence, their spiritual alignment, their soul, how they think of religion, politics, whatever else the UFO business is. It used to be all one and the same. Now Janet has emailed me little tiny e thing because she doesn't want to. She's scared of me because I'm former government, and she's scared of you because you're former government. Now, and that's what the Democrats did to the Republicans. Okay. Yeah. And I well, hate to say it, folks, but we're not evil, and I am non-descript. I do not identify with either political party. I don't know. I and like I individuals. I only, yeah, I've always voted by individual folks doing what they were up, up for instead of political one one branch only. No. Well, that's why we got Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, but these people that never served, never took a pledge, never promised I would give my life meaning it for the President of the United States, and I did. Well, I died, but I'm back. But, I mean, President Reagan had people that had people. Uh, Dick Cheney had people that had people. Let's see. Uh, President Carter. President Carter was involved. Uh, uh, down there with uh, that carp- the carpet people and the Secretary of State and the feds were all watching them. What was his name? Carpet Man. And uh, when, you, when you say people that have people, that confuses the people that are listening. So. Well, the people, okay, instead of Dick Cheney coming to me direct, he would send his man to find me. Does that make sense? Yeah. Dick Cheney that worked with the Bushes President Bush had a man, Dick Cheney, come to me, right? Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, people come to me from both parties, politics, Republican and Democrat. At one time, both of the heads of both parties would come to me and ask me for my support, okay, both sides. So these were high-playing people for 30, 40 years because of our extraterrestrial involvement that nobody knew about. But apparently certain groups did. Mitch McConnell knew. Ronald Reagan knew. I started wondering if the Republican part of the House was holding that over the Democratic part. For power is what I – I don't know in my opinion, but, you know, this is uh, free – speech on the internet and cyberspace culture on a Sunday ACL yeah. Ascension Church Ohana Day and we're just talking about our personal lives and what we've lived I was, through. I was, that's exactly you were picking up on my brain waves, I know, because I I was hoping that we weren't offending people that are thinking in terms of this is their Sunday and that uh, we're not uh communicating 
in, in that particular line as much as information. But the, the events and things that we've been involved with and the governments and the things, that all has an effect upon our, our religious rights as an American. Yeah, we'll have to talk about it in the future, but we sort of started on it yesterday, and I didn't get to continue. But, yeah, normally I don't talk politics or religion, but Sundays is my religion day because if I had to go to a court of law, I would say ascension is my religion, just like Janet and uh, Dr. Lesson. This is history now. Went to court for a lady in Arizona because of their Tantra religion. I don't subscribe to Tantra only or the Tantra school, but oh. that's why Janet and I had a difference of opinion because I went with the yogi, past life reincarnation Tantra yogi, right? Different, like the biography of a yogi type stuff, right? <laughs> India. Absolutely. You know, uh, no, you, you know, but I understand a lot of people are physical and that's what they like to teach and had a good business on television and you know got on tv with deepak chopra and tony robbins and all those big names in california well that was one strain of how they promoted it up and down hollywood and california and unfortunately they started mocking them on television and in movies that that was a certain thing in new age and and they took it to a whole nother level of sex okay and uh that's the lower chakras, and that's fine for certain people. But, you know, people grow out of that, especially after their 50s, and the, our bodies are made that way for men and women, believe it or not. Uh, yeah. That is physically pretty much proven. Not everybody's libido stays high. <laughs> and that's a whole other world we can get into. You really handle that very tactfully. <laughs> You think? <laughs> but that was another split of hairs we had. Before I forget, and Fran handed it to me, um, let me know a, a an actual picture of me standing with the, the Star Trek crew, everything from Captain Kirk and uh, Spock and all of them, with me standing right there in the group inside the, the spacecraft. It's a pretty pretty neat little picture to have, and I'll. I'll be sure you Does get a she copy want us to use that as as an entertainment piece? Does she well, you, is she giving well, her permission? Sure, because um, I think it's well, I, I don't know. I, I hope the other people don't get all ticked off about it. Cause well, if you're not breaking any laws, are you? Well, none that I know of. The thing is, they can say, I, oh, he, he he wasn't with us. He he wasn't part of this or anything. But the the picture speaks for itself, as far as I'm concerned. Let it be what it is. Okay, it's just a form of art, and it's a hard copy, and I think I know the one you're talking about. I think I have a copy, but you may want to send it to me again. Do you have a scanner, or do you know how to use the camera on your phone? I don't know if it'll pixelate good enough. Well, I don't want to do this on the phone right now, but uh, no, I'll, I'll be more than happy to get you a, a good positive copy. And probably it's, it's easier. We have friends got a whole complete computer system set up. And we will do is we'll send it directly to you onto your computer, and you can download and print it out. You do have the printing out capabilities and all that stuff, I'm sure, right? No, but my daughter does because uh, all I've got is a laptop and a phone and two big TVs. Hey, I've you, got three laptops. I've got three laptops. 
But now remember, I come from old school where we had engineers, and they did all my Pro Tools engineering. Our, you know, in uh, in Hawaii, in Sunlight Music Recording Studio, or in Nashville, next to uh, oh this guy comedian, what was his name? Uh, oh, I can't remember the name of my studio now. But I went in and out of several of the big pictures of Tim McGraw and something. I don't know, all these pictures of famous people. But I, the lady that took charge of me actually ran the huge building in Nashville for Broadcast Music Incorporated. And she individually had me meet her two individual times uh, personally met with me because her father started Broadcast Music Incorporated. So somehow, if it's not the extraterrestrials, it's God that allows me to know the highest level of corporations on the planet in America at least. Uh, my husband met the man that ran China when he was alive, and he met uh, Margaret Thatcher, and he met the Queen of England when he was alive, and he was knighted. Tom was knighted, Thomas Ray Morris, Sergeant Thomas Ray Morris, Staff Sergeant, and uh, he became Agent Morris for President Reagan. <laughs> It used to, in the old days, they would not allow any American to accept knighthood or what have you, or being recognized by, by the Queen of, of England. So uh, I'm not going to worry about whether they want to accept you or me. But we'll, we'll continue putting out the information, keep doing what we do. While we're alive, I think that was our job in uh, working as ambassadors of goodwill. They assigned us. Now, on your solar badges, does your wife have that copy? Mm, what, do you, what do you mean by my solar badges? I'm the solar warden, solar uh, ambassador badge. I don't know what it is. Or, uh, yeah, With your yeah, Area 51 badge, or magic, you've got, um, you and I had M-A-G-I-C on our badge, like Bob Lazar. Um, yeah, I, I'll have to dig it up. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, now the people that don't understand any of this is because they didn't live through it. They weren't assigned. And 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 on behalf of everybody that is young, under if you're under our age, at least mine at 69 years, you're young, okay? But let's say you're 49 or younger, 20 years, I'll give you that. Then you obviously weren't aware of how things were before Homeland Security, and uh, 2001, that may be something you remember, but my grandchildren were born in 2000, 2001, and this is year 21, and my grandsons turned 21, and I have grandsons older than him. So uh, my great-grandchildren are on the planet. So, you know, now listen, Ken, most of my family, I've had a granddaughter mixed black and white come to me and say, Grandma, you know, I don't believe in UFOs or any of that stuff. So they tell me not to listen to you, okay? I'm like, fine, baby. Oh, wow. I didn't know that I was pushing that much. I just said, well, we did this or we did that. or I didn't know people were, yeah, there are people that, there are people out there that will attack anybody that they're told to attack. Well, my baby, great. Grand, no, she'll say my grand. She's my, my one of my my young. No, she's is she my youngest granddaughter versus great granddaughter because I've got some grandchildren that are really young, and then I've got great grandchildren growing up. 
but I don't know them, a few of them that have come from Atlanta because they came from money. The Winstead family was very prestigious and bull something, I don't know, or hawk or some kind of eye. Anyway, some big part of Atlanta, and I ran a big corporation over there for years. Uh, I got on When Will I Be Loved on television because they used my studio and going up and down the escalator with Stephanie Powers. So you didn't know I was a television star, did you? (laughs) I, I keep learning new things about you every year that I've known you. (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah, if I can just get you to remember me from every year that you've known me. <laughs> and, and, well, that is a real real handicap, and, and I I have to live with it, and it's it's tough. So I apologize. Well, right down, you know we were both 1969 Grum, and we were in the same building. You <laughs> and I were in the same building when uh, Werner Earhart – was it Werner Earhart? No. Who am I thinking? Uh, the other Werner von Braun, Werner yeah. von Braun. Okay, yeah. and okay. You, now, we Dr. Were in together with, with Werner von Braun there in Building One, on the what floor was that? Is that the fifth floor? It was only five stories. Something. Like yeah, I, you were there. I was there. Go ahead. All right. So that's where you and I start, and then Andrew Bashago, You and I physically met him. For the first time, we knew of him and talked with him on radio, here on this radio and on Revolution Radio, and with Janet. But you and I never met him until the first time, May 10th, when we had that picture. <laughs> 19th, another May 10th. Get that. That is spooky. May 10th, 2017. The government has controlled me. From May 10th, 67, to May 10th, 87, to May 10th, 2017. And they sent the men, uh, well, men and women from Washington, D.C., to interview me and my daughter at the Moffitt Hospital next door at the American Cancer Association. And they expressly... Like the FBI loved my daughter's input before she died as extraterrestrial, and she talked about intrinsic realities, which was her book. But she spoke highly intelligently. I wish I had it on camera. But the people in the intelligence world came to interview me and her and gave us a $50 card to go to the Bush world and ride rides. So we did. Yeah. They gave us free tickets. Yeah, it was really nice. Uh, and uh, Gigi died here in my home, uh, and I set up that night with her to pass when her brain hemorrhaged here, Ken. And Janet Carolesson, uh, Andy's friend, my friend, was on the phone with me at the time. It was very traumatic. So I just, I just, just realizing it, it may stuck in my brain the fact that you you have lost a child and, and I have lost my one of my sons. So it's interesting. We'll talk about it sometime. Well that's part of the extraterrestrial feelings, emotions and knowing pain. And when we come back here, some people believe we have contracts and agree, others don't. But I'm gonna go on record saying men and black are both extraterrestrial and inside the government and our governments probably don't even know who they are 
It's that deep. <laughs> I totally agree. All right. Well, love and light. Ken, I will meet you. Oh, here's Richard. Hold on. Let him say hi. Hold on. Hold on. I'm trying to get him. I'm here. Which which Richard are you talking about? I'm sure she'll be back online very shortly. Meanwhile, this has been a very interesting day and uh, opportunity where we can just visit and talk. And and it's amazing. Hey, Ken, are you there? Ken? There you go. Pastor Ken? All right, Pastor Pastor Rick did show up, but I took his name off the marquee. But he's on here now uh, to say why he didn't show up today. Pastor Rick, this is Pastor Ken. It's the end of the show. So tell everybody what happened. I'm not going to broadcast over the radio what happened with a personal friend. It was a medical emergency. There you go, folks. That's why he uh, didn't show up. All right, he had a medical emergency, and uh, that's why he didn't appear today. So love and light to you, Richard, and we'll have you back on the uh, uh, what uh, UFO show on Saturday or whatever if you want to know. Uh, Ken, do you want to do UFO Saturday or not? Um, I need to listen in or get with you on it uh, and be sure I'm – all set and ready. Like I said, you need okay. my brain working better. Okay. Well, thank you very much. We got our our story together of our story of origin today. Uh, we had Dr. Um, Pastor Rick all set up for today, but he had emergency, so we filled in. Uh, we did okay, Ken, uh, considering we weren't prepared. But uh, thank you, Doc, uh, Pastor Rick, for tuning in and letting everybody know. Yep. Okay, love and light, Ken. Ken, I'll call you Monday for our Monday regular meeting to set up radio shows with Richard, Gwendolyn Evans, and Melinda T. Clare, and even Andrew Bashago if he wants to, okay? We'll let's try to work it out in between. You bet. All right. Looking love and light. Thank you, Pastor Ken, and thank you. Uh, Rick, uh, call me back. I'm going to cut this line off. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.